You ready, Mace? Party people in the place to be. Uh-huh. It's about that time for us to yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What you know about going out? Head west, red legs, TVs all up in the headrest. Try and live it up. Ride jewel, bigger truck, feet all glittered up. Stick up kid, nigga, what? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smart Coast Morning Show, broadcasting from the home of the comic book men. Dance on five secret stash. Good morning, Mike. Howdy. I, I can't help it. Freaking, you know, you're geared up. I can't help it. Mace, P. Diddy, the Bad Boys. Uh, I guess me fired up, man. You're feeling the crush groove? Is what uh, you're feeling? Crush groove was a little earlier, than, actually, a lot earlier than this. <laughs> I pulled that. I, mean, like, I know you. You know, I know you love the '80s. Last night I was playing a little poker, and okay. uh, I was, I was with my, with that. our boys, right. and uh, I pulled the sugar Sugar Hill Gang. Really? No, yeah, that was one of my falls. Uh, we were there, they were like, um, you pulled. Are you like you were flipping through albums and like, whoa? No, no, no. I didn't, we were just talking, and um, I thought it was kind of clever. Like uh, were, we were talking about uh, all the the rappers who came before, yeah. And I said um, Sugar Hill Gang. Uh, I said that right, right? Yes. John, they were like, hey. Yeah. Uh, and then Tom Mom fucking lost. Tom Mom, everybody. Tom, by, Tom Mom came in fourth. Us off. Not cool. Is that how we're gonna start Tom today? Mom, no. You know how we're starting today? How? With Tom Mom uh, befouling the surf taco bathroom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the tri-state area, stay away from the surf taco you might, bathroom. You might not want to go in there for you know, 35, 40 minutes. 35, 40 hours. 35, 40 minutes. A little pull from a movie called Friday. Yes. we it's, Well, it's, another Friday. Friday. You ain't got no job. You ain't got <laughs> shit to do. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that Johnson's life story? Friday. Uh, I guess so. He doesn't have a dude. He doesn't have a, what's his face? Uh, Zeus, I think. Was that his? The, no, he's the he's got uh, he's got Wolf Flanagan. He might be Zeus. Hey, Wolf Flanagan's the Chris Tucker. What do you think? Hey, what the fuck? Hey, bro, what the fuck? Hey, that's what do you think? Chris Tucker impression. That was that he was. He sounds horrible. the same in every movie. Freaking uh, Fifth Element. Hey, what the fuck, Bruce Willis? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Bruce Willis. Yes. I just have to throw this out there. Yeah, did Bruce you see, story? Yeah, did you did you see the interview he did with the dude over in London? No. All right, so uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis touting. Bruce Willis. Um, uh, actually touting. Touring the uh, the globe for Red 2. Okay. Uh, I liked Red. I thought Red was a, a highly enjoyable movie. Anything with John Malkovich and Dynamite <laughs> is, is a winner in okay. my book. Okay. Um. An excellent, excellent film with, uh, and he's over there for 105.1, I think 105.1 or 105.7. A radio station or a TV station? I think it's a TV station. Okay. And he's sitting down with a, sort of a a British bloke sitting there. How are you? Hello, Mary Louise Parker. And hello, Bruce Willis. Okay. So they're they're going on and he could not be more disinterested in being there. Not Google... Bruce Willis and Red Two, to just Google it and okay. uh, interview, and it's it's probably I mean, gonna actually I don't I even mean, what's he doing? Is he falling asleep? He's, what's going he's on? just he... the the dude asked him a legitimate question, like you know you went all over the world for Red Two. Uh, what was your favorite filming location? And he said uh, Istanbul. And the interviewer is like, well, that wasn't one of your locations. There's there's no Istanbul in Red Two. 
He's like, well, I just thought you meant in general. And he's just like, oh, he's like, I don't want to be here. The fun part, so this is not fun. Done. Yeah, he's like, this is not the fun part. The fun part was making the movie. This is the selling of the movie. Yeah. And it's like, it, uh, it's, it's sort of like, and not that I know from personal experience, but I would just imagine if you hire a prostitute and she keeps checking her watch. Uh, most of them do, I believe. I believe that's how it works. I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean, not that I know personally either. <laughs> uh, you got to get that disclaimer from, out there, from, man. From, from what I've read. Yes, and it's, uh, I think it was a famous most, scene in Clute uh, with Jane yeah, Fonda. Uh, uh, but uh, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, just it's high. Yeah, a, you know what? That's a good analogy, though, because I imagine most prostitutes are like, just, just do get it. it over get with. it over yeah. with. You're half but, hour and pay me my money. Yeah, be freaking engaged i mean you are the star of this this movie uh, even if you don't believe it i mean jim carrey i with the whole kick-ass two thing yes i find disgusting unless he's going to give the money back what's he done what's he done in kick-ass uh, he, just for the kids who haven't seen uh, for, this. For, for, for those for me, of you who haven't I, heard I, I have no idea what you're talking about all right kick uh, kick-ass two jim carrey stated publicly that he will not tour uh nor endorse the movie because his uh his character, Captain, I forget, Captain mm-hmm. whatever, is he uses guns. And in the wake of the Sandy Hook shootings, he's like, I, I can't endorse this. Which, you well, know, not, I, but I sort of get. But he, he, but didn't he, he was in the movie using guns. He was in the movie. No, he, he wasn't using guns. He was using violence. Okay, but another character was using guns. And I'm that's- sure. Yeah, and that's, but here's my point. Okay. You cash the check. Yes. Give the money back. Yeah, yeah or, donate that shit. Yeah, man. donate the money. Which I he maybe he donates like quadrillions of dollars. I don't know. I don't know his particulars, right. but I know that he's gotten so eccentric. I, I guess once you get to a certain level of fame, you you get insane. You go uh, just I'm, batshit crazy. We're, uh, we're gonna check in on you in like ten years and see how. You know, if you're, uh, <laughs> yeah, but see where you're at? I, I'm, I'll probably be like a never was who's like living in a cave somewhere along the Jersey coast. Yeah, don't cut yourself. Don't sell yourself short, like, dude. S- sitting there with like fucking tissue don't, boxes don't on yourself, my feet. Don't sell yourself short, dude. I remember my partner Ming. So, and he sold me down so the river. First of all, it's like I don't want to be here. Like, he doesn't want to be there. He's like you. And, you're boring the shit out of me. Uh, Mary Louise Parker doesn't seem to want to be there either, but she's at least engaging okay. with the guy. All right. I mean, she's not being. Uh, I, I'm sure she's playing off Bruce Willis because yeah. you you kind of have to. But I mean, to be that much of a jerk, uh, I, and I'll uh, go out on a limb and and call him kind of a jerk for doing that. Because you're mean, getting paid for this. Yeah, I mean, you know, not our our thoughts, but uh, certain members of our Smodko family thoughts on Bruce Willis. If you've kept up, and um, you know, we, one of them worked per- close and personal with him. Yeah, that's not true. Not the nicest guy, as I'm, as I'm told. And you know for a fact that he's not the nicest guy in the world to his fans. Uh, I I've we seen went it. I've we seen went. It. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, we'll tell the story. Let me tell the story. All right, man. go for it. All right, we Paint went to the. Um, Cop out. Cop out premiere. And we went to the after party. Dude. Which it, I, I'm surprised we got uh, Wolf Flanagan into an after party. Well, yeah, I mean, it was either that or be stuck in New York. Or, or yeah, or, home. or walk home. Uh, so we're at this after party. And there's this woman who's sort of biased. And we've got Johnson off hanging out with his uh, hoi polloi. Hanging Actually, out with no, Kelly Ripper and Mark. Yeah, Slater. he's hanging out with the. No, I'm sorry, not the Hoi Ploy, the Upper Crust. Yeah, uh, tell him Steve Ooh, Dave yes. episode four if you want the whole story. Yes, the, Brian Johnson's crush. So they're over there doing that thing, and Ming and I were we were actually going to go and ask Willis for a picture. Were we not? 
Well, because oh, you said I really want a picture with Bruce Willis. I don't you said that, that, but I think you know who wants. You did. Who wouldn't? Though? Yeah, exactly. And we're like, yeah, that's cool. And uh, we were. T- I was talking to, to Kevin Pollack, which good, was pretty cool. cool. Guy. Very Kevin nice Pollack, guy. Cool Very guy. nice guy. And um, a few good men's Kevin Pollack. Yeah. So we went and a, a, he does a, a great uh, walk-in. I don't remember this. What were you guys talking about? Uh, we were just chat. I, I just said I'm I'm a fan of yours. Blah blah blah. You know the the standard stuff that people come in here and, and tell Walt. Yeah, and, and he was cool. I never I didn't know you were talking to him. Yeah, he was really cool. I I mean I nice. talked to him for literally 45 seconds. That's a that's because he was uh, I bumped into him when he was like grabbing a drink. So it was like that's yeah. cool. All right, right on. So uh, then you and I were trying to figure out how we would go up to to Bruce Willis's table, and there was a lady who was. Even more impetuous than us, and she started to walk up there with her camera out. Yes, and uh, before she got within twenty feet, uh, no, not twenty feet, like five, five feet of him, there was a bodyguard who put his hand up and almost yeah, sorry. physically restrained. Sorry, her. Man. sorry, he's not no taking pictures. pictures. No pictures. No nothing. Not not even like that. Not even sorry. Just no pictures. Yeah, and I was like, really. I can see that. Like once you, but you're take at an photo after with, party. I know. So I what? think he's probably obligated to be you know, same thing. I hate to say press. this, Kevin. Not a problem. People no, are going up well, and taking pictures with how, him. Kevin Pollack. Some people were taking some pictures with him. Even Mark Consuelos and Kelly Ripa. Yeah, uh, there's a difference think, between them and Willis. You know, but you know, Willis is Willis. You know, is Willis. Not defending. What you anything. talk about, Willis? Not defending or anything. But, yeah, uh, you are. But you see, are always defending no, people. No, but I can see, like you know, you let one person take a photo, then you get a whole stream so of I'm, people. But it's an after party, and these people are presumably heads of stuff. Yes, there, there's there's got to be like a Warner Brothers guy there. Yeah, or, I imagine in that case. He's same thing with the interview. Was like, oh, I gotta go to this. Like, God, uh, like, and then he doesn't want to be bothered. I'm not defending it, but I'm like, actually, you kind of are. That's well, the, I can, yeah, you are. I can understand. No, no, Let me I defend can, him I, a little bit. No, you're defending him, and I, I mean that's perfectly cool. But I don't think that is it it's, not cool. No, it's not cool. But no, it is definitely not cool. But I'm just saying that. It, no, it's cool that that you're defending him if that's the the tact you want to take. No, but but that's, personally that's speaking, just, I think it's just. Like really, yeah. You get you're getting paid to do this. This is you get paid to dress up and act like a kid. (laughs) You get paid to like go to exotic places that people don't even think about getting to go to. Uh, And I'm just I'm not jealous. I'm just that should changes you, man. I'm sure it does. But here's the thing. You know what? You need one outlet in your life that keeps you grounded. Uh, you do. I don't know if he has that outlet. He should. Uh, somebody freaking... should. Somebody should tell him. You know, you're, like you, you're kind you know, of being yeah, a dick, dude. Go play some pickup basketball. Yeah, seriously. You want to? Like, you know, go do some yoga. Or something. Yeah, yeah, go go, go hang you. out with the the common man. I hear go you. to Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash and work a shift. I hear. Honestly, I didn't I was didn't give a shit about him. I was more interested in his wife. If that makes any sense to you, yeah, she's it's a she's a model, right? Pretty uh, model. Yes, she she's a Brazilian, I believe, or okay. like, or she has a Brazilian or something. Uh, she probably does. Okay, as cool. well. So. Good enough. Uh, oh, back Went to Brazil. Poker. Poker. Okay. Oh, it was yeah, fun. Yeah, poker with the crew. Yeah, we had. Um, I'm I'm not at liberty to say where it was or who's. Party no, it no, was. You don't have to. But uh, it was it was a lot how of fun. How many people? How, what there were uh, there were eleven of us. Eleven. Yeah. Uh, how did that work? Was usually a ten person table. Did you? Uh, we we had a couple people drop out and then people. Swing oh, in. okay, cool. That worked out. Good. Yeah. And uh, we decided to just it was just low key and cash. Chilled out. How'd you do? 
Uh, fifth. Fifth? Fifth is yeah. good. And no, no fifth, money. Fifth is no money. But yeah, not, there's no real bragging rights in there either. No, and you know how I play. You know how I play. I play recklessly. You do. Recklessly and stupidly. You, do, uh, you listen to your emotions. I do. It's not good. Which is why. No, no. It's, it's, sometimes it's really good. Uh, that's that's uh, how you get those. For, it's good for a laugh when you get that leg chopped. Of course, but it's also those, that big stack. It's also good for a fuck that guy when you get that big pot. Yes. Which, actually, I made. I didn't make. Uh, three of us went all in yeah. on the first hand. Very first hand. Very first hand. Uh, Three the, of us went all in. Paint the picture. Nick, do, you, do you remember the flop? Nick, come on over. Do you remember the? We uh, need. A, can can we get a hot mic over here for uh, Nick? I don't have one Nick Adrian, up. ladies and gentlemen. But uh, up, here, but yeah, I'm gonna let Nick Adrian paint this picture for us. Yeah. What 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 happened? What do we have on the board here? What do you guys have? What's going oh, on here? What? I, I do you remember your hand. I remember my hand. I couldn't speak for everyone. Did you get pocket aces. Pocket that, queens. Oh, okay, you guys stay in with that. And uh, the bets the bets started going high right away. You know. Okay, before pre flop after raise. Yeah, pre flop raise it just kept going up. You know, and then, um, like I don't remember your hand. What did you have? I was trying to get my straight. Right. You were chasing. I was chasing a straight. What, what did you get a four five or something or what? What's I had um. No, he had pocket queen nine ten. Okay, queen queen. Did a queen come up on the board? Um, (laughs) no, no, no queen came up on the board. But I was hoping for it, you know. And I, oh, you're both chasing. uh, Yeah, but I still had a pocket queen. Right, sure, that's good. Still had a pair, so there was nothing on the board except you know the possibility of a straight and my pocket queens and uh, someone else, Mello. Did he hit the straight? It was the first hand, and Mello Mello likes to bet. He likes to bluff. He yes, loves the production manner, uh, Daryl Shamello Durant. Yeah, yeah. He loves to bluff. So, you know, he's got his big smile on. He's just throwing money in. As he and, does, uh, yeah. You know, he's a, he goes uh, all in. And, <laughs> I, and I, I know he doesn't have it because yeah. it's the first hand right. and it's mellow, right? And uh, it doesn't scare Mike away, which should have told me you guys are that nuts, my, my pocket pair wasn't going to do it. Yeah. You know? Well, he was chasing a straight, which didn't right, come but he was up, chasing a straight, but then he went all in at the end. You know? Okay. He okay, was, so, yeah. That should have told me a fold. Okay. All right, like he was check raising. Okay, you know? I hear you. I should have read the cards and said, all right, Mike must have a straight. But yeah. I figured, well, yeah. maybe he just called Mello's bluff and, you know, was I mean, calling we, my we, bluff. Were you pot committed? Or, What's going on? Uh, you know, like, yeah, I mean, at, at okay, that point, I okay. put a bunch in. I okay. was totally committed. But, right. You know, it wasn't, I probably had put in half of my money. Okay. Somewhat already. Committed. <laughs> so it's like, you know, Mike's all in and Mike's all in. You're all in. Three people all in. First hand, 10 person table. Yep, and I'm all in and then you know that was it man we flipped so, our cards yeah and what happened and uh and mike had the straight you had the I, straight I, had, I caught the straight yeah I had nice the, i had the pair of queens and mellow had nothing wow probably had like a five. Oh, all right <laughs> good job mike. Yeah. Or you know, had a five and a bunch of negative numbers on cards good job uh, what happened did you catch it on the river what what's or did you flop like, yeah i caught it on yeah. the river okay all right nice man wait that's chasing it it's balls that's actually what put me out I, I bought back in that's actually what put me out later too uh uh, Mike and I was another hand. Mike oh, and I man. were were. Uh, I don't know if you were all in. You had a lot of money at that point. Still left, but I was all in, and uh, camera operator uh, JB was all in, and yeah. he was chasing a straight, <laughs> and he needed an eight. Yeah, and I had. Uh, I knew I had uh, queens. Yeah, you know, on the board, and uh, again, the queens that killed you. Yeah, should have learned the first time. Yeah, queens queens don't beat a straight. What you caught another straight? Uh, no, he he. I did. He. Oh, uh, JB caught the straight. But JB caught Oof. the straight. You had a. I think you had a different pair. Yeah, I did. Just just below oh, okay. Queen, maybe Jacks Shitty or pair. tens or something. Um, but I had a pair of queens again, and 
JB caught the straight and took you all. He got that eight, and that that, that was it. Bastard, man. <laughs> yeah. He's passed that fifth card. It's like an eight? Really? <laughs> yeah. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Of all cards, an eight? Yeah. And Queens were running last night. It was yeah. insane. Sucks. It's poker, man. Yeah. It was fun. We had a great time. Yeah. Awesome. Late night. Were you there for a while? Twelve thirty. The, the winner was there. The, to win, you had to be there till three. I heard. Oh, uh, crap, I was man! That's that. <laughs> screw that, man. I got a podcast the next day, yeah. man. I don't. I don't even want to win. That, that's, that that's, that, that's exactly how it's it a went. Bad out. attitude, though. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, money, right? and I had, I had nothing. Yeah, and uh, Christian, Christian, the uh, ultimate winner. Christian made me call all in, or Christian made me go all in. Yeah, and I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm all in. God, whatever. And I had nothing, absolutely nothing. I was bluffing. Sometimes that works out, though, man. It was like, I just want to leave. And then you start winning, and then you start winning. It's right. happened before. <laughs> yeah, it's happened before. Yeah. The dude yeah. just wants to leave, so he pushes all in his cards. It's all in the cards, man. It's all in the cards. Yeah. All right, right on. Well, you know, sorry you guys didn't win nothing. But you had fun, though. Yeah, it was good. A good game. All right, right on. Awesome. Yeah. All right, fantastic. What do you got up next? Um, thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. No, no, I'm not, I'm not kicking you out. I'm just... Yeah. I just need to get in here for a second. Just yeah, smooth uh, and mellow jazz. Jump on in if you got something to say, Nick. Yeah. So our agenda day. Uh, I want to talk quick story about the All Star Game we went to uh, a week ago, and yes. then uh, we have um, our last bit of uh, interviews from the Florida SuperCon. Yes. We have uh, Jonathan Schnapp nice. from uh, Metalocalypse. He was awesome. Uh, you know, he edited Space Ghost. Uh, I mean, what else? He's done a ton of shit. He has. He Venture uh, Brothers. Venture Brothers. Yeah. And. Um, Season four, he uh, directed the, I think, first two. Yeah, no, inter- mo- most interesting to me is he is working on a documentary called The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened, based on Kevin's script that he wrote, uh, I mean, over 10 years it's ago. It's a Kickstarter, but is it still going? I believe so. I mean, cool. I want to see this happen. It's about the – you've heard Kevin talk about Giant Spider, John Peters. It's mm-hmm. on the uh, uh, the uh, Evening with Kevin Smith first DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is an in-depth document. Polar bears. Polar bears about what happened, and uh, and I think it's, it's such a great story. So, um, he's, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage uh, doesn't want him to fly. Doesn't want him in the red, white, and blue or red, white, right. uh, red, white, and blue. Wants and, him to have thin as hair. I mean, I, I, it's. I mean, how can you? Superman you wakes up in freaking, his bedroom. Freaking awesome idea for a guy. And at the foot of the bed, Lex Luthor is looking down on him, eating a eating fudgicle. a fudgicle. Yeah. So Fudgical. Jonathan Schnapp. I uh, got another voice actor, Dana Schneider. Dana was – he was kick so, ass. He was a, one of the nicest guys. I just spit all true, over my – True friend of the family. Uh, he podcasted with Ken Plume. You might know Ken Plume. But also, uh, you know, we, got, we went out to dinner with him. Uh, yeah. We, you know, mutual love for Dana. Dana Dana Schneider. Great guy. And then uh, if you're a friend of uh, horror movies or uh, – I don't want to call it cheesy horror – I don't know. what we Did we should... give Dana's uh, resume? We didn't Dana, say. Dana, uh, Aqua Teen. Yeah, he was Master Shake. Master Shake. And he's also the alchemist on alchemist. Venture Brothers. Yes. And you might know him from a little show called Chowda. Yes. He Chowda. played Gaspacho. Yes. Yes. Tons of voice acting credits and a, and a crazy guy, man. Just a, He wild was a lot of fun, man. Wild and crazy guy. You know, he, he drank with the best of them, partied. He, I mean, he does this stuff all the time, so he's got it down. He's got his talent is up. <laughs> he's got the fun down. Like, you know, me and you were rookies at this. Really. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I had the worst headache, I'm telling you. It was the worst. I it, Wait, hold on. What uh, what you had, What night was this? All, the first two nights. and Both I, nights you had headaches? Yeah. Migraines? Almost, yeah. Wow. 
It was like pressure. It was it was like uh, going down to a new place. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I heard um, Anthony Bourdain was talking about it in Japan. For me, I guess I'm just Miami, one of those people. Yeah, Miami, well, Miami headache. No, but if you go to like um, in a plane, yes. Uh, sometimes your your head doesn't pop. Your head didn't pop. My head didn't pop for two days. For two days. So and then wow. I didn't know you were in agony for two. I days. wasn't. I wasn't in agony. I had a, I had a. a a blow buzzing in the back of my head for like two days, and it was painful. That's why the first day when we got thrown for that loop with rags, I was like, dude. Rags Morales, oh. Yeah. That's, like, you were feeling it then? I was feeling Yeah, are you kidding? I was feeling it most acutely then. It got, it got a lot better, but you know, I stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning uh, hanging out with Tom and his wife and Tom Mum mm-hmm. and his wife and um, Gavin Smith, the penciler of Accelerators. Yeah. We were just sitting around shooting, chewing the fat. That's what you do. Uh, hey Mike, uh, maybe it's a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's uh, no. It was just you know. Sorry, I got to play this. Uh, wait, do I have this? I don't know. Do you have it? <laughs> the triceps tip is next. Pull a chair or a stool up within three feet of your exercise bench. Sit on a right. bench. All right, enough of that shit. I'm I will gonna... sit on the bench. Sit on the bench. It's not a tumor. It is not a tumor. It's not a tumor. It is your testicles. Yeah. Make sure that they have in proper working order. Uh, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank so, you. I'm uh, glad my tumor went away. Yeah. Uh, so, if you're a fan of the horror genre, uh, you've no doubt heard of Trauma Films. Yeah. And we talked to the head of uh, Trauma Films, Mr. Lloyd Kaufman. Woo. Mr. Lloyd Kaufman. So, uh, you know, if you're a fan of the uh, Toxic Avenger, um, where are the other credits? I'm not a huge. I don't watch a lot of Trauma Films. Uh, they're also a distributor for other you know, um, Newcomb High. Yeah. Class Newcomb High, and uh, there's a sequel coming up that he's talking, speaking highly of. So yes, and they're thinking about uh, Toxic Avenger uh, reboots, yeah. the whole nine yards. Yeah, so Lloyd uh, definitely animated character uh, and loves definitely loves what he does. <clears throat> Very he passionate. certainly does. Oh my goodness! Very passionate. So uh, we got those interviews, and I think cool. yeah, I think that might be it as far as the SuperCon. So we, we need yeah, we got to we gotta go to more cons we, not, and bank more stuff. Yeah, we or do. we just do real shows. Uh, Not to say this isn't a real show, but I don't know. Good reaction to last week's uh, Priscilla Barnes interview. Very cool. Are you kidding? She's an awesome, awesome lady. Yeah, she's uh, she's cool. She's a she's a peach. She's crazy. Love it. I love it. Uh, last week went to the All Star Game and uh, Home Run Derby, which was cool. People were like, oh, must be nice. Get hooked up. Huh? I'm like, no, dude. I freaking I, f- I freaking paid out the nose like everybody else did. Although I bought them on the primary market. My friend uh, was a Mets season ticket holder. Nice. So we had a chance to buy him at face value, which wasn't cheap. Uh, set in the nosebleeds. So the game itself was like 195 bills. Home run derby was like 150. So not cheap, but to me, once in a lifetime. But you're making reality star money, for God's sake. My reality star money is gone after all that. But I figured, this is take this chance, man. When are you going to get this chance again? When you see a chance, take it. Yeah. Find romance, make it. Gotcha. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Steve. Steve Winwood. That's Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood. Arc of a diver, buddy. Um, so you know, I was like, "Shit, man, this is expensive." But you know, I'm like, once in a lifetime. And you know, my friends going. This will be fun. This will be fun. And did you have fun? I did. Now on the train ride up, though, uh, you know, riding with all other people going to the All Star Game, and I start overhearing conversations such as, "It's like, well, I wasn't going to pay over thirty two hundred for these tickets, but I figured, you know, I saved up for a year. Why the hell not? I dropped the thirty two hundred. Thirty two hundred dollars." On basically a game. Now, I, I'm assuming that's for a pair, but maybe not. And? And 
That's a lot of money, dude. Yeah, of course it game. is, but still. One game. <clears throat> I don't know. 3200 I, I mean, even, uh, you know, you start hearing stories. Uh, you know, uh, my friend met a mother and her son. Son just graduated high school. Saved up for a year so she could take him for a graduation present. Now, s- sweet, but, you know. $10,000. You know, $10,000 later. You're looking at not only probably, well, no, she, I, I guess she didn't pay out the note. She told us that what, she lived in Kansas City, nowhere near City Field in the Mets, and she bought a 40-game season ticket plan. Wow. So she could buy the All-Star tickets. I mean, she wasn't going to use the Mets tickets just for a chance to buy the All-Star tickets. I don't know if she sold She probably sold it, made some of the money back. That's, or maybe she didn't. I'm just saying that people go through a lot for this. They do. So and, I, was lucky that we're, <clears throat> I was lucky in the fact that my friend calls me and says, hey, you want to go? How much? Oh, that's expensive. All right, let's do it. Easy as that. That was a little easier than going on the secondary market. Going to StubHub or whatever and looking for like, like tickets that are like three grand. Telling you. I'm Is there anything you. that you would want? One event you pay three grand to see. Um, I mean, unless you bring back uh, John Bonham from the dead and I could see Led Zeppelin. Really? I, or I could, uh, or, you know, or, uh, or. I saw The Who. I saw The Who up in Madison Square Garden. Uh, the Who, great. They're they great. were They're very awesome. impressive. But I ain't paying three grand. You know, uh, yeah, if you could bring grand. back George and John and get the Beatles oh, the back Beatles? together. Okay, good. That's a good one. That's uh, a good one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay to see the Rolling Stones. I'd much rather buy the CD. Thank you very much. Um, Mick one Jagger's thing birthday that, tomorrow, by the way. Oh, happy, happy 7,000th birthday. Yeah. Um, I think he, he was also a pharaoh back in <laughs> Egypt. All right. Um, Jesus, I, I can't think nothing? of. Yeah, I can't think lot. of anything for one, it's, one experience. That's unless you money, let, dude. you know, and it's not even. I'm not a death to fire, so I I wouldn't want to go in one of those like six. Uh, what the the zero G? Oh sure, yeah. Uh, what pocket yeah, rockets yeah, 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 or whatever yeah. they call it? Yeah, it's it's tough, man. I yeah, I can't think of anything. Where um, like I'm talking just one night, not like a week long trip. Yeah. nothing like one. Yeah, not like not like three, fantasy baseball. Camp. One three hour event where you pay no, that much nothing. money for. Nothing for, for that much money now. It's crazy. Well, However, there are people who will do it. Well, my father, sure. I, back in the day, I, I, I've told this story a couple times, but for my 10th birthday, I got to take like a, uh, six friends. You did? I think yep. it was six friends yeah, to Yankee, uh, Stadium. Yankee Stadium. That couldn't have been cheap, even back in 1977. Yeah. And just getting us up there was nuts. But, oh, yeah. And plus he, he brought a, uh, another um, adult chaperone. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my God! Yeah, that's how it was. Uh, you know, uh, both games I got there early. I like Wimbledon. Push. Would you want to go to Wimbledon? Maybe. No, I don't like tennis that All much. Right, okay. like, no one likes tennis that much. Well, there are a couple people. Yeah. But nah, I, I can't think of any. I, I'm racking yeah. my brain. I was like, you know? holy crap, man! So I, you know, I was like, all right, I got away. Not only did I get in there for relatively cheap, you know, I got there early. Uh, I was like going for a batting practice, even snag a couple balls. And um, who'd you meet? I didn't know. I didn't meet any. Oh, damn it. I thought but, you, you know, something. I got there early. I got there ne- next to a railing. So, you know, players throw up balls. I was hoping to get one or two. Um, but I, I keep forgetting, uh, you know, there are kids to the left and uh, right of me. <laughs> you're knocking keep, me down? Well, no, 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 not, no, not me. I'm forgetting <laughs> how cutthroat every – like, oh it's weird. God. You know, players throw balls. You know, it's like they're throwing crack into the, in the – Yeah, because right? you can go down in the concourse and buy one of those balls for you like $4. You can, but it's funny to snag. It's weird, it's weird that demand, that like excitement and the demand like – you know. I get you. No, I understand because I, I was that kid. Yeah. When I was like 10 years old, we went to see the Yankees yeah. play. You want, you want the ball, oh, man. Of course. You want to catch a ball either during batting practice or you want a player to throw one to. It's like – it's a weird – 
It's weird, but it's, it's fun too. It's just yeah. fun. Yeah, it is. It's fun. So you know, I'm 30, and if you can get him to sign it, that's yeah. Also I'm thirty eight year old, thirty three years old. Yeah, I brought my mitt. Good man. I'm sitting there waiting for someone to chuck one up. Suddenly, I you know, see a uh, player chucks one up toward coming in my direction. I stick out my glove. It's coming toward my glove. It's coming toward my glove. And then to the left of me, I feel this little tiny hand grab my arm, shove it forcefully down, and grab the ball. Some seven-year-old kid next to me freaking freaking denied me. Like, I just wasn't expecting it. Not that I'm, like, weak and I couldn't have backhanded him, but, like, that, I didn't expect it. I was yeah. like, this ball's mm. mine, man. It's coming right toward me. And smack. Bam, grab the ball. Did you tell Johnson that story? Because he no. would have been like, oh, yeah, don't tell him. Because actually, he'll probably tweet it. Yeah, so that's like that. that sucks, right? So, you know, I was like, shoot, man, that was my chance. You know, uh, that was my chance. Gotcha. Uh, but later on, uh, uh, the, the player on the Detroit Tigers, Prince Fielder, his little kid was running around shagging mm-hmm. balls. And uh, he grabbed one, saw me, flipped it up to me, falls short. It's like, uh, oh, man. I was like, all right, let's give this guy another chance. Flips it up to me, falls short again. It's like, all right, I'm giving you one more shot. Flips it at me. Falls short yet again. Fourth time was a charm, though. He oh, gave me four chances to okay. get this ball. And I reached down. I snow coned it. And uh, so I got a home run derby ball. Nice. Oh Very good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, 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 I did not think to like act aggressively, though. I was just you know like, what? It's, it's going to be cool and laid, laid back. But, man, they want th- – People want they're, those freaking baseballs, They're kids, man. man. You can't and knock you're, people you're down. You're right. You can go to the concourse, buy one for 25 maybe 30 bucks. Not yeah. cheap. Or you can go down to Models and buy it yeah. for like a buck fifty. Yeah, you can. So that was uh, – yeah, that was cool. Orm Derby was fun. Uh, I think uh, if you're a fan of the whole – if you watch on TV, it's not that fun. No, baseball's not fun on TV. Well, the home run derby in particular, you're just seeing dudes hit long balls and, uh, you know – Home well, runs are cool. When you're watching fun. it during game, there's something at stake. <clears throat> Home runs, there's really nothing at stake. Yeah, yeah. But being there, watching these guys crank these balls out, of course. You know, Jonas Cespedes and, and uh, you know, Fielder and Chris Davis, that was fun. So that was worth it. Uh, you know, All-Star game was fun. So you had a blast. I did. I had a blast. It was definitely cool. worth the, the, the relatively small money I paid okay. for it. So That's cool. And uh, as someone put it to me later, I was like, dude, All-Star Game tickets are going to be are harder than World Series tickets to get. And I'm like, well, how so? It's only one game. There's yeah. no series. So, so uh, yeah. So I got lucky. Probably the only time I'll go in my lifetime. Cause it is, I don't know. I think you'll be – Well, uh, you know, the good again. Lord willing – yeah, you know, we'll hey, see. It's like, hey, we, you know, we want. You got we want a birthday coming. We up. want you to throw throughout the first pitch. You got a birthday coming. It was coming funny. Up. Someone was like, get to throw out the first pitch. I'm like, no, that honor was reserved for a Hall of Fame pitcher by the name of Tom Seaver. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know that. I know that. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, all right. So we'll roll the interviews. I think cool. they Let's go, go back to back, one into each other. And uh, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for I saw comics. And uh, thanks. Thanks, folks. Guess who's here? Dana Snyder, why don't we have Dana come on up? Dana Snyder, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, Dana Snyder. (sighs) He's got diseases. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Dana, you were bumped on Friday, and I'm... Still need that minute? Yeah, yeah, nope, yeah, nope. Oh, he's over there fraternizing. What's going on? Blue. Oh, oh there we go. Nice. Wow. <laughs> I was going to ask how your con was going. The well, boss I, did I, it. I know you're doing well. I've seen you two or three times already. 
And uh, yeah, I got a crazy been, uh, drawing of a uh, pencil drawing of a crazy uh, master shake drawn as a penis. Today. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll just set well, it out here. It if you? you're so, if you're very curious about it, you can. I gotta, I gotta see this. You can check it out if you want. Like when you go to the Holocaust Museum in Washington D.C., and there's those things you can look in that are horrible and terrible, but they're like not on display, so you can shield yourself from experiencing. That's what this is. I uh, I apologize. You were supposed to be here on uh, Thursday. We bumped you. Um, we had Priscilla Barnes on here, and uh, hey, listen, we, we had to let her for go. the uh, Don Knotts is a crazy horn dog stories. I think it was pretty yes. worth it. Seriously, my con I can, was I, made. I can't believe we're glossing over Dana saying that a sketch of a penis is. As, as bad, if not worse, than the horrors of the Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, we didn't gloss over it, because you just pointed it out to everybody. I mean, again. if you want to come up and see it, it's right there. <laughs> Feel free. A forest of hands. Okay, uh, no I, one. I, I was going to say that the two or three times we've seen each other at this con, we've, been, we've both been drunk off our asses, so that's always a good sign. Uh, yes. That's during that's con true. hours, We went folks, to the I'll drinking panel, which is uh, exactly what it sounds like. They just make drinks, and then you drink them... But how they were high, onto this. How high schooly of Ming. <laughs> I was so wasted, dude. <laughs> like, that's your new Ming voice. Nobody's impressed, man. Oh, I'm so wasted, Dana. <laughs> the guy was making daiquiris. I fucked up. <laughs> but like the first one was like, this is the original daiquiri. This terrible. is how they really make them. It was terrible. They was like, this is the one that Hemingway drank after his doctor told him he couldn't have sugar. So he made it with just, it was literally just like just lime juice and some weird rum from Cuba. Even worse than the first one. His doctor's like, not like, hey man, Ernest, you gotta stop drinking altogether. Yeah, <laughs> well we love it like, but his doctor never recommended like, don't, but don't blow your brains out. Like, but he listened to his doctor about not drinking, like, well why wouldn't you just keep drinking if you were that fatalistic about yourself? I heard he was allergic to buckshot too, so... <laughs> Just something to think about. Seriously, it's here for the viewing if anyone wants to. Now that looks really painful. Yeah. Did you uh, see the uh, the Wonder Woman booby girl walking around? You oh, know what? Yeah. I love this con. She gave us came massages at our panel. I was really sort of surprised. I mean, I'm no prude, but uh, it's a like she has Wonder Woman, but like body painted. She has no shirt on, and she said, and the, her boyfriend said that somebody's doing it here. Like somebody's actually. She doing did. A she did have here. little uh, like pasties on under, but they're very subtle. Not after I got done with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put this in my hand. Uh, I was just walking by, like, what oh, comic have? book guy, and just here, take this. It's uh, Justice League uh, of porn star heroes. Can the Justice League save porn? I'm going to find out. Ah, finally a taker of Couldn't this. resist. Yeah. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, nothing. He's going home to vomit now. <laughs> Uh, can we talk about the voice acting? Uh, how, how, how do we get into this? Well, this talent is a, for one. This is okay. the strange thing about voice. Everybody I know who's a voice actor, they all have a completely different way that they've gotten into it. They've all either been like radio people or they knew some guy who had a truck who they drove somewhere. Or, I mean, I got into it because I went to college for acting. And, who laughed? <laughs> God. Oh, yeah, all right. Go back to Facebook, all right? Mind your own business. Uh, but, like, yeah, I went to college with the girl who went to high school with the guy who created Aquatine. 
and they were trying to find, they were trying to cast a new Aqua Teen show that was, you know, they paid $30 and whatever. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know anybody in New York who has a crazy voice? She was like, hey, call my friend Dana. Then I auditioned at 3 o'clock in the morning and left a message on his voicemail, like his office voicemail. And then, like, we listened to it, like, oh, that's great, that's wonderful. And then uh, they erased it the next morning accidentally. Said, could you leave it again? I called again, left the thing again in the morning. He was like, yeah, I don't know. There was, uh, just sounded different a little bit, something weird. I'm like, I'm pretty sure why, because you emailed me at 1.30 in the morning and I'd been up with my friend drinking at the bar before I knew I was going to have to do this for about five hours. And we were squat-faced. And then we did it again. Uh, we went out. We, we, we replicated the day before the same thing. Let's go to the same place, same meal, same food, same 45 drinks. And he was like, yeah, that was it. Awesome. Your, here is $45. So you're saying it's who you know that will determine how you succeed in the business. Because we don't have any experience with that. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I, I only wish that something, yeah. we could get that we lucky. Yeah, Ming's praying for his big break. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Are you as uh, protective about the voice business? Uh, what was the dude's name? Uh, Larry Kenny. Larry Canny. Yeah, Lionel. Oh. He, he says that, uh, that you voice people are a hateful breed who uh, want to keep all the voice work to yourselves. And your family. I, uh, I know guys like that. So do I. His name's, uh, what was his name? Yeah, Larry Kenny. Larry Kenny, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't feel that way because I feel like I tripped into it, you mm -hmm. know. But I do know You're a lot of guys. You're just hoping to not be discovered that, as yeah, a exactly. fraud. <laughs> hey, this guy's a jackpot. <laughs> what? <laughs> Panels come down, locking mm. me in the booth. <laughs> guys in the weird voiceover Security force come in, haul me out. Tom so Kenny say, laughs at you all the way. <laughs> so you say there's enough work for everyone, even a Ming Chen. I mean, when you look at all the stuff now, I mean, there's all these things like, you know, Adult Swim and, like, they have the sort of nighttime blocks on Fox and stuff. And it's sort of, like, I feel like it used to be, which Larry is really one of those guys, like the old school voiceover guys. And, you know, he worked for years. He was Don Imus's right-hand guy on the show, the Don Imus show. But like those old school guys, like they used to just do everything themselves and it was very closed. But now it's like, you know, a lot of the shows, like there's so many shows now on Cartoon Network, even at like, a, like what is it, uh, at, not Adventure Time, but like uh, the, the regular show and stuff. They're like the creators do a lot of the voices on them and stuff because they, they just seem to be a little more freewheeling and open about it. Well, I guess yeah, before like uh, before the '80s, like before cable was sort of popular, there were like three networks that you could do voice work on. Yeah, so they yeah. probably were very guarded. And, and even from there, it was like how many studio? Like you had Hanna Barbera, which did ninety-five percent of the Saturday morning cartoon shows. Warner Brothers. Yeah, it was like no, so they were all Warner just Brothers. used the same guy. Rankin and Bass. Yeah. And, and who the hell is and Filmation. Yeah. Which also did creepy live action stuff too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Anyone remember the creepy live action? I found out something really weird is uh, the Adventures of Shazam. They had him in a Winnebago, and nobody ever questioned. Hey, here's an old dude, like a, a geriatric, and uh, you know, an eighteen something, driving around the highways and byways of California. Yeah, it's not too creepy, folks, right? <laughs> I mean, that's perfectly acceptable, He's and they're not related. Yeah, so... And it sounds like a serial killing to you. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. it's 
right. The old, the old dude lures him in because he seems, yeah. you know, pretty helpless. And then uh, young, young Billy summons. Waiting behind the curtain with ex- the Billy Club. Uh, exactly. Just him out. <laughs> but they, oh, it's on. They did I do the, the uh, killing. He does the cleanup. <laughs> the Winnebago part was because they didn't have, have to get permits and pay for it. And they didn't have to, to do set design and set setup. So it's like, that's it. That's was that the same got. theory behind Earth 2? Remember that <laughs> yes. one where they drove around Arc. like that GMC Winnebago? <laughs> yeah. and like... that, that was Arc 2. Oh, yes, Arc 2. Arc, Arc two. 2, yeah, Arc 2, sorry. I'd like to explore an alternate reality where Mike and Ming's wives divorce them and uh, they're not allowed to see their kids. So they take to the road in a Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> and we would end up murdering people And you have adventures, because... yeah. Like you go from town to town podcasting for the small people. But maybe like hunted down in another Winnebago by their wives and second husbands. Yeah. And then Brian has to come along and bail us out of jail. Or give the moral I think the we story. got a show. I think we got a show right there. All right. Can we pitch that to uh, Adult Swim? What do you think? You sure. got an in. So you're the voice of uh, also the alchemist. That's right. One of my favorites on the Venture Brother. Yeah, there you go. The Venture Brothers. I think this season I also did a voice of Dogman. They had a weird uh, Isle of Dr. Moreau yes, episode. Yes. Some dog guy and one of the uh, OSS agents, I think, in the last... OSI? Yeah, that one, too. That one. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh you watch it. Oh. I like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. That I was a test. You passed. Thank you so uh, much, Very Dan. good. I, I win a lovely uh, Master yeah, Shake. Yeah, you've a won a sketch. hand-drawing right. original sketch of Master Penis Shake. Sorry. Do you find a lot of people that uh, they want you to do uh, like? Uh, I, I'm just I'm determined to break my phone. Um, <laughs> they ask you to uh, do like uh, answering machine messages and, and that kind of answering machine. Yeah. Like, what fucking decade Voice is this? Voicemail. 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 <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about the other day. You remember that commercial? Like, now I'm glad you called, yeah. but I'm not home. But I'll be. But the, the weird, like you could buy a tape. Oh, the rap. Yeah, the like rap the 800 voices. number. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Nobody's home. Yes, they would yes. do like all like a classical where you could. I mean, back in the day, children, you had an answering machine. There was a box hooked up to your phone. Everything had a wire on it. But you could, like, buy this tape that had just terrible answering machine messages. And some of them were, were not even vaguely racist. They were outright racist. Yeah, absolutely racist. racist. Uh, yeah. You've reached a cracker residence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> the, uh, the miso sorry. Ah, there you go. Little drink uh, yeah, of heaven curiosity right there. Curiosity got the better. Right that. Yeah. I couldn't hear you. Oh, Okay. And now you wish you had heard me the first so now, time. And the, the, the newest disgusting. tattoo design for you, Miss. Yes. Yeah. All right. The phoniest look of disapproval. Yeah. Too, yeah. Like. Oh my God! I'm shocked. Oh, oh I declare. Yeah. Let me get a third one in. Okay. That's disgustingly awesome. So I'll make a photocopy. <laughs> do they ask you to do uh, voicemail? Yeah, but then they're like... They you need... charge them? Like, like I'll do for a dollar? No, but they can't like figure... Like half the time they're like, let me do it, okay, just hit this button and go. Then you're like, do it. They're like, oh, sorry, I just erased it. I fucked it up. Like you 15 do it again. times, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Hey, Jason's a jerk who doesn't know how to work his phone. And uh... <laughs> Oh, sorry, one more time, one more time. No, no more time. But in a nice way, nurturing, caring way. The doctor's leaving now. Got his briefcase. They've Back had to the bathroom. It's a mass exodus. He's got wow. a, yeah, I know. What's going that on? That good. Huh? Sorry we talked about the I'm glad you called, but I'm not home rap. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably what did it. I think it was the Cracker family. Yeah. I think that got him yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah. We are in the South. 
Yeah. What do you think happens to Ming during these interviews? I've noticed that, like, what? he goes into a what? fucking trance. There's a slow trance. trance. Yeah. His mind goes to the phantom zone. It really folks. is like he just starts to, like... There's a slow glazing over the eyes. He stops blinking, yeah, yeah. and, he, and he, it's almost like he forgets he's You can't here. see it here, but it's like when... Any when farmers they, out there? When they say, it? like, a shark is about to take a bite, how, like, those fake eyelids roll over their eyes as they bite so they can't actually see what they're biting, but they remember where it was. It's kind of like that, but in a nice way, of course. What's wrong with my eyes? <laughs> Come on. See, he wasn't listening. <laughs> don't, yeah, make no a, idea. don't make us say it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're out the door, pal. What are you working on now? This. Yeah. <laughs> Making fun of you? This is yeah. it. I'm on my fourth beer of the day. Miller Lite, though. Very low. 3.25. Uh, we got a show uh, we're doing for Comedy Central. That's a thing we've been writing that's like sort of an anthology show. So a bunch of people. It's all animated, but it's like Larry David's doing one and like a bunch of... Uh, are you doing one of those, too? Uh, sure, why not? Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah. Throw yourself in the mix. <laughs> That's how we're breaking into the voice acting yeah. gig. The hell with Larry Kenny. Right, I mean, all the regular stuff. There's new Aqua Teen, which is now called Aqua TV Show Show. Uh, it's coming out in August, and new Squidbillies in August. And uh, something else, I don't know. See? Some other cartoons. <laughs> you know, same old stuff. Chicken oh, with yeah. its head under the wing. I'm telling you. Just like when he asks that question, hey, what's in, the, in his own head? Uh, <laughs> white out. That's pretty that much it. That's me? pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have brain it's damage. Like <laughs> I don't think there's any might about it. Okay. <laughs> do you have haters in the industry? Like, uh, like, like, do you and another voice guy get together and you're like, fuck motherfucking Tom Kenny, yeah. SpongeBob motherfucker, <laughs> driving around in his Prius, <laughs> him, yeah. throwing money out the window to kids on the street corner? Uh, yeah, are, are there rivalries? Like, you know, like I feel East- like there are, but I'm like so far out of the real world of all that. Like, I mean, I do shows with the, like the first, the first really legitimate cartoon. I mean, obviously, Adult Swim stuff is legitimate in my eyes, but it's not like they don't run it like real old school cartoons. And when I moved to California, I got on a show called Chowder, and I like I but Gaspacho, no, no, yes, was I, yeah, but no, no, but like I went there and I was like. You know, it's real intimidating because I didn't audition. They just were called and like, and they do this a lot now, but I didn't know it then. They're like, just call you up and like, oh, we want you to be a voice of some schmuck that's on this thing for, you know, like one episode or whatever. But I'm like nervous about it. So I go there and I'm sitting in the lobby waiting and they do I've it like. i got to play the schmuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm the <laughs> schmuck guy. Then everyone else like, I'll make him sweat a little bit. Like, waiting out there, you go in, and they do it like a radio play. You know, everybody's there together, and they read all through it and things. Like, go in, and there's, like, John DiMaggio's there, the guy who plays Bender on, uh, you know, Futurama, and Tara Strong is there, who plays Bender on Futurama. (laughs) Like, all these guys, they're all, like, you know, old, like, they're all texting. They're just, like, the whole time. They'd be like... Hey, uh, John, could you do that again? Be like, rada Right back, <laughs> drop seven, playing scrap words with friends. Like, but they're pro at it. Like, they can pay attention and not pay attention at the same exact time. I'm like, dressed nice, I'm sweating. But I'm like, sitting by this guy who's super nice. He's like the nicest guy in there. And he hates that these other guys are texting the whole time. And he's like, oh, I know. But like, silently. 
it like takes me like maybe a minute of being in there because I'm just sort of so overwhelmed that he's that I look at him and I'm like, this is Mad Dog Murdoch from the A Team. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here catching eye rolls about these guys texting from Mad Dog Murdoch of the A Team, Dwight Schultz. The nicest guy that, like, you know, we ended up doing whatever, three years of that show, and like, and he's like great friends, like, he's a super nice guy. He always hates it because I never, he's like, you never text. That's great. Don't ever start. In my day, we didn't telegraph each other. Yeah, right. <laughs> we would pass notes that were written yeah. on notebook paper. We called them kites. No, wait, that was yeah. when I was in prison. Um, <laughs> The mirror out of the booth. See if the <laughs> director is still out there. Cool it. Making hooch liquor in the toilet. <laughs> he lives basically a prison lifestyle yeah. wherever he Even though he hasn't been in prison in over two years now, he's very proud of <laughs> Uh Yeah, there's, I think there's... Pro- well, the problem is the guys who are like the top guys in voiceover, they all love each other as well. They should. Right. They're like, hey, congratulations to you. No, no, congratulations to you. Yeah. We're awesome. But then there's all these, like, grubby little, like, the Lord of the Rings, my precious, you know, like, my right. voice, ah, mm-hmm. or, like, the underlings, which I'm, like, way under those guys. I'm just, I'm, like, wallowing in my own shit or something. You'd love to hang out with those guys. <laughs> yeah. They're like, that guy, I was second in line for SpongeBob. I'm like, yeah, but you're not SpongeBob, so maybe just give it a rest. Brian, I think you found someone even more self-deprecating than you. Uh, yeah, I think I like that's awesome. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll get to the bottom of this. <laughs> but yeah, there's many. How are you uh, feeling, Ming? I'm feeling good. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Why are you asking? Is Megan Shea still with us? Yes. Yes. I like the upflip at the bottom of the jeans. Thank you. It's the, uh, the old car from the 50s. Yeah. Yeah, you I, I brought that out. Is there an East Coast, West Coast, like, voiceover battle? Like, you know, like a Biggie, Tupac, like... Uh, <laughs> Biggie, Tupac. Tupac. Uh, SpongeBob. Rivalry. There's a big SpongeBob Blues Clues rivalry. You got Phil Lamar going yeah. after uh, a couple right. of people yeah. out there. I yeah, exactly. You. Very nice. <laughs> I think most cartoons are in L.A., though. I mean, they do a couple, couple things out in... Well, this is the thing I can't understand about voice. Like, there's a lot of voiceover people. It's a very small circle, but I sit there. I feel very lucky that I do. I get to do mostly voiceovers for stuff I really like and would enjoy doing, and that are like on the level of something I would watch. Like, I, I think I would gouge my own eyes out because I know some of these people who are like, "Hey, and I'm a, I'm the voice of uh, Binky's Garden." I play the flower. You know, it's like a show for like two-year-olds. and like, right. But their like, whole life is just like, hey, Starshine, <laughs> we're going to make some squares today. Can that's you what, count what, the squares? That's what Ming and Mike say to their victims in the Winnebago. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Starshine. <laughs> that's only when I put on the mask. How many okay? sides does a square have? Kill yourself. <laughs> it's not worth it. We'd like you to stick around, but we're going to oh, bring yeah. up... That's great. We're going to bring up uh, Lloyd Kaufman uh, from uh, Troma. Troma Entertainment. Troma Entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. A very big, big wig. Come on up. Like Come on up, Mr. Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman, everybody.
Not at all. Oh, Where do you want me here? Right uh, over here. Right here. Wow. You guys are amazing. You comic book men, it's unbelievable. Uh, we're a class act. We're yes, we're first sure class are. all the Thank way. You, Thank you, you, uh, you get much. the seat of honor. Pardon? You get the seat of honor. Wow. <laughs> what, what are we here for? What are we? Uh, oh, we're here to talk about you and trauma. Trauma. You're, you're good at that, oh, right? Fant- Talking about trauma. Ming, that's amazing. I didn't know you. we're going to call you Tro Mings. So. That's, that's a good name. <laughs> Comic book Mings. Anyway, uh, what do you want to talk about? And thank you so much for. Uh, I see most of the audience has left, but uh, all right. Look at that hot woman leaving. God damn it! Yeah, look at him over there. Bald yeah. guy. You don't leave. like Lloyd? You anti Semites? Bald guy, you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, they were Jenna never, Fisher, they weren't interesting to begin Jenna with. Fisher, what? I said they were saying we're not interesting to begin with, but you know what? Were you sure? You, you must have been desperate up. if you had to pick I'm me. I'm telling you. Uh, Brian and I were talking yesterday about uh, like our first trauma films that we had seen, and yours was The Children, right? Uh, no, well, that's, you said uh, Troma just uh, distributed The Children. The uh, the first <laughs> like when I when I first got a VCR, I guess it was in '82. And uh, I don't give a shit. Who cares what I got to Doctor, Doctor, talk Butcher. about movies I directed. The children. Doctor, is, oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, well, I'm not going to talk I'm, about the children. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. Just was a the cranky first. old, depressed, uh, broken down, low budget filmmaker. Toxie. Toxic <laughs> Avenger. <laughs> Toxic Avenger. Sorry, yeah. I'm joking. I'm Very <laughs> early on. We're at war now, you and I. Yes. Hold um, on, my wife is texting me here. You keep going, though. It's fascinating. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. You're, you're nailed to your seat, I see. This is why uh, Troma yeah. failed. You like, and uh, Dwight Schultz. I'm the, on, I'm the good guy, together. right? I'm the guy who was the front man for Troma. If Michael Hers were doing this, Troma would be so huge. My partner, Michael Hers, who's been, who's, we've been partners for 40 years. He's the nicest, most attractive person, much smarter than I am, but he refuses to go uh, into the public. And unfortunately, I get sent and I suck. I'm sorry. Come but on, keep going. Man. It was fascinating. Come on, yeah, really. Whatever you, you were talking about, it was really interesting. You, you are trauma. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, nice Toxic Avenger was one, was one of the first movies that I would watch over and over and over again, right? Absolutely, um, yeah. And uh, Tromo also was uh, like introduction to titties, right? To uh, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah it was very like much so. Pre- you, cannot imagine, uh, yeah. <laughs> you cannot imagine how many young, uh, sweaty boys have come up to me during various conventions and come up, Mr. Kaufman, I have to tell you something. The first time I jerked off was Toxic Avenger. The scene in the steam room when she's jerking off to those Polaroids, <laughs> when, the gal, when the girl is, when Wanda's jerking off to the Polaroids of the head, kid with the head crushing. It's the first time I Where are you going, off. Mr. Kaufman? I'm, I'm come back. <laughs> come back. Uh, Won't you come out to our Winnebago out in the uh, parking lot? Maybe I have some place to take you. Roger Corman gets an Oscar for uh, independent cinema. I get a lot of Sweaty thirteen-year-olds. Yeah, some dude cornering you in a lab. Telling me about yes, the but it was, was more up. meaningful. Sweaty thirteen-year-olds with hairy palms. <laughs> yes, thanks, Dana. You're welcome. We were ta- we were talking yesterday Shame about this uh, morning. Sorry, the hey, we're... there's a thirteen-year-old kid there. What? Stop that, you bad boy! Stop jerking <laughs> off. Oh. oh my God! What kind of audience is this? Anyway, have you seen? Have you heard about Return to Newcom High? Uh, you know what? We've I, just I, finished. I ha- if you like uh, a class of Newcom High, that's our uh, new. Revisiting of, uh, I believe I heard about it yesterday when you and I were talking about it. Uh, well, the <laughs> Stars Media will Stars Media will be distributing Return to Nukemai, which Quentin Tarantino uh, suggested should be an event film, two volumes. So, volume one is completed, and Stars will put it in a few theaters, and then uh, we are currently finishing up the filming of uh, volume two. Nice. 
You should tell Kevin Smith to uh, be in it. He should uh, come and uh, be yeah, in it. He the, listens uh, to me. He takes career advice from me. I'm sure he <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> Tell him to be on Aqua Team, too, while you're... All right, yeah, I might, I might as well. Yeah, actually, he should be on Aqua Team. Forget the trauma thing. <laughs> no, I say both. He, he's too good for trauma. He likes cashing two checks. Yeah. What's both. that? Both it is. Two checks. Yeah. Anyway, what are you going to do? Who has, uh, who has trauma launched? Like, who, what, what are some, uh, some not- notable names that... Uh... Well, the Toxic Avenger was nobody till I met him. Uh, so he was certainly... There'd be no Toxie if it wasn't for us. Uh, Actually, there'd be no Sopranos if it weren't for you. Yeah, absolutely right. Very true. Very true. And um, how about uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD? He was, he's a big trauma star. And uh, the South Park guys, uh, Cannibal the Musical, I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio, he played, uh, he was in um, the first Pilot. turn-on. The first turn-on was his first movie. He's in CSI, I believe, is it something like that. In everything. Uh, anyway, yeah, he uh, in, in, Law and Order. Uh, <laughs> oh, Law and Order. Vincent D'Onofrio played uh, a character called Lobotomy in the first turn on, and now he acts as if he's had a lobotomy. So yeah. I take full credit for <laughs> he that. Played the bug guy in Men <laughs> in Black. I'm beloved everywhere. I am so beloved in this industry. <laughs> yeah, Full Metal right, Jacket. Yeah. He got to blow his brains out. It was fantastic. Yeah. He was amazing in that. I would like to blow my brains out, but I, I, I do not have the guts. <laughs> so a career low point. You're on I Sell Comics. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Who else has been in trauma movies? Uh, well, if you, if you look at the trauma... By the way, folks, we have 250 movies on YouTube, all free, including Poultry Guys, The Night of the Chicken Dead, my uh, musical, uh, and uh, the 250 other, and the children are up there. Also, Beware Children at Play, speaking of children, has just been put up. And the Toxic Crusader cartoons, they're all free on uh, Troma's YouTube channel. We also have a mutual friend, uh, another filmmaker from New Jersey, Warren Disbro. Oh, Warren, yes. Uh, he's, he's a wonderful filmmaker. We're <laughs> distributing some of his movies. And uh, I'm not sure if we put them up. I think they're too good to uh, put up on YouTube. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them. Nothing's uh, so, too good oh, to oh, put I up heard. on YouTube. No, they're very good films. We, we do These distribute them. And uh, we do distribute them. Lloyd, do you think we should start calling Ming Lobotomy? Because he just sits there staring at people and not, and not reacting to anything around him. I'm not sure. Well, what's he's, going got on with this guy. he's got some dignity. He's got some dignity. No, trust me, he has no. I'm dignity. just a broken down, drunken old has been <laughs> underground filmmaker. You know, he See, he doesn't want to be involved with this. You know, poor guy. He's, he's got his life. You got your whole life ahead of you. Thank you. I'm done. Thank you've you. got that car dealership you've been talking about for years now. Ming's Autos. That's right. <laughs> you think you'll ever retire? Uh, not willingly, no. Yeah. I enjoy movies. I'm a movie nut. And uh, we're, we're writing The Toxic Avenger. We've been doing it for five years, writing The Toxic Avenger Part 5, but we've not succeeded in coming up with something that I felt would please uh, our fans. So we've, we're doing a total teardown and, and starting from scratch again. So Toxic 5 is going to happen, but, but it's, uh, I haven't gotten yet, I haven't quite figured out... The, the, the path yet. But check out the Return to Newcomb High. I think that will be our best, the, the two volumes. Volume one will be out soon, and volume two we're completing. Have you, have you considered, because uh, today, you know, they, obviously they, they remake movies because, like, no kid is going to, today is going to go back and watch, say, Carrie, you know, the original Carrie, uh, Toxie. Would, would you uh, remake Toxie, given the opportunity? Well, I've remade the class of Newcomb High. Uh, that was the fans' idea. I didn't want to, I, It was not my idea. The fans suggested I revisit it, and uh, 
Stars Media. Somebody there suggested it. There was a Troma fan. But what's interesting about the, the return to Newcomb High uh, revisiting of Class of Newcomb High, it's the cheapest remake. Most remakes cost more than the original, like <laughs> right. billions of dollars more. Our remake costs less than the original. So That's awesome. Once again, history is made by Troma. Troma. <laughs> James Gunn, I was just in here. I'm not supposed to talk about it, so do not tell anybody. Uh, I just appeared two days ago in his Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's going to be an amazing film and, uh, it, uh, in London. But please don't. I'm not supposed to talk about it. Do not talk about it. Please. No, seriously, don't talk about it. Just so uh, he's, he's the best. Tweet. He is, Hold on. James Gunn wrote uh, Tromeo and Juliet, uh, one of our best films, and he also wrote... Uh, the, the, my first book that I wrote, uh, James Gunn wrote that book. <laughs> he's, the, he's the best. He's the best. And, and we are very, at Tromaville, we're very proud of him. And also Eli Roth, who uh, worked with us uh, before he became a big time player. There are many alumni of Troma who are out there in the, uh, in the mainstream who actually have been helping. Trey and Matter. Uh, are nice to us too. They act in our movies and do it for free and stuff like that. So we've been there very. It's quite fortunate. a library, man. Quite a library, you guys. When did Truman start? What year was it? We began in 1974. Uh, Michael Hers and I decided to try to make our own damn studio so we could have some freedom, and we the compromise was very low budget, so we uh, we had to. Did you work in the studio system before that? I Maybe. cut my teeth on... I, my film school was Rocky. I worked on Rocky. And, in fact, you can see me in Rocky playing the drunken bum that uh, <laughs> Stallone pulls up from the gutter and puts on his uh, shoulder. And uh, we... Troma, they didn't have enough money to uh, produce uh, the uh, location work for, uh, in Philadelphia for the original Rocky. So they had the non-union Troma team. Uh, we had just done Cry Uncle... Uh, the, the crew of Cry Uncle. They, they weren't Troma employees, but it was non-union. So that group, uh, we went to Philadelphia, found the locations, and then uh, the, um, the producers and Avelson, John G. Avelson and Stallone came to Philadelphia, and we shot for about eight days, and the idea was we would try to do as much of the film on real locations as possible uh, be, uh, until the unions found us. And uh, we got about eight days in, and then they all went back to California, and the truck drivers uh, broke my legs. Yeah, they, <laughs> they set up with the bully But, the, they, <laughs> but yeah. they, did, they didn't have enough money to shoot on location. So, um, and, and Avelson and Stallone were very keen on having real locations. And all the stuff I do is location. I'm a big believer in real location. So, and when Avelson got his Oscar, he, you know, usually people who get Oscars mention the big shots. And uh, in case I asked, Avelson mentioned me, which was pretty damn nice because I was nice. just a drunken Ooh, bum. Yeah. So John G. Avelson, good guy. And then I also worked on Saturday Night Fever because he was, I, I, I identified, I tried to identify good directors, uh, talented directors, and then I attached myself to them and worked for free <laughs> and, uh, and to try to learn from them. And that was kind of my film school, those two movies, Saturday Night Fever and, uh, and Rock, Rocky. There's worse film schools, right? Excuse me? So there's worse film schools than that. Yeah, oh no, that was good stuff. I, you know, I'm not necessarily against film school, but I, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I just didn't care to do it after Yale University. That was enough, uh, enough book learning for me. Did you ever get a, uh, a script that you, that you loved, that you really wanted to do, but you just you couldn't get the, uh, the, the financing, was, the budget was too high? 
Could I would, uh, not, I don't exactly get <laughs> when people send stuff to us. We're the last stop on the train. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we usually we are the only ones who recognize that it's good. Like Cannibal the Musical, they had they had a rough cut of that movie. We saw that it was great, but we they didn't. Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone were not interested in in having Troma distributed. They wanted. You know, and I don't blame them. They would like a studio that could actually get people to see the movie. And uh, but nobody got it. Nobody got it except for Michael Hers and me. And 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 uh, we 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 understood that it was a hilarious film, Cannibal the Musical. And and we helped them finish it. And uh, it, it's a wonderful film. So we've gotten stuff like that. But uh, most of what we make, we um, we create uh, in house, or we just distribute movies that uh, are one of a kind outside. Right. Like the, like uh, he mentioned earlier, the children. Like when well, I, the, the children was, was a big game. hit when it came out theatrically. We were not the distributors. We had nothing to do with making it. It's a wonderful film, but then it fell into disrepair, and um, so we 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 fixed up. The, in fact, the negative is damaged, and we fixed it up and made the DVD for them, and uh, we still distribute it. It's a very very good movie, and the guy who, who wrote, who produced and directed it was a big, uh, that the producer and director, they were big fans of the Toxic Avenger, actually. There's a, there's a, a, a very odd scene when, uh, the, I can't remember the cop's name, but the, the sheriff or whatever, he goes to the house to, because um, to, he's investigating the disappearance of the children, and the, the dude is working out, he, he lifting weights, and the woman, again, titties. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, it, it just was so bizarre, that, that scene, that it just like out of nowhere. The, the, I believe he was wearing a like a, a animal print thong, wasn't he? If I think I, I was. If I remember correctly, that was, that was what I was wearing when you met me the first time. Yeah. Oh, okay, I got the two. Anyway, the Toxic <laughs> Avenger. Uh, the, pool, the Toxic yeah. Avenger Double has tree. an amazing scene in uh, the gym. Uh, it has several amazing scenes in in gyms. Yeah, uh, when he's doing his uh, weightlifting, he's well. Like, also, he's like, uh, anyway, <laughs> you know they were going to remake the Toxic Avenger. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, that uh, well, that's not such a bad thing because uh, we are economically blacklisted and we're running on the memory of fumes. So if we can get a nice big fat check, uh, that will be very nice. And um, thank you. Because Instead of clapping, are, you can write more checks. Yes. By the way, <laughs> where it's very hard for independent filmmakers now to get the the making of film has become democratized. You don't need a lot of money to make a movie anymore, thanks to the digital revolution. But the distribution system is, uh, and I think Kevin Smith is well aware of this, is still stuck in the Middle Ages and is controlled by a small number of devil-worshipping international (laughs) media conglomerates. uh, And that is very bad for trauma. Cannibal the Musical, uh, Citizen Toxie, the fourth Toxic Avenger movie, for example, each of them sold over 500,000 video items with no advertising. They have never been on any form of American... TV uh, that is called economic blacklisting. So it's very hard for us to keep going. And if the guys who uh, remade Mother's Day, they gave us a check. The guys who are remaking uh, the Toxic Avenger, they've got a very good director named Stephen Pink. He directed uh, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. He directed High Fidelity and uh, Grossy Pointy Blanky. He directed that. <laughs> he wrote it, and he loves Troma. He's a big Troma fan. He's come to my book signings. Stephen Pink. He's a good guy. So you don't go to movie jail for making a good sequel, you know, uh, or a good remake. In fact, uh, any of you gay here? Uh, uh, a Star is Born with Judy Garland. Any gay people? 
They're all gay. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I certainly am a gay married man. Um, that, that is a, one of America's classics. It's the third iteration. It's yeah. the third iteration of A Star is Born. It's one of the best ever. So st- uh, remakes do not have to be bad. And, and you always have the, as, as uh, what's his name, the, the guy who wrote The, the Big Sleep, uh, uh, whatever his name is, he, when, he, when people were pissed off that Hollywood was making such uh, uh, bad movies of his mysteries, he pointed to the bookshelf and said, hey, we can always, you, always got the, you always got those things. Mm-hmm. So we all have uh, four Toxic Avenger movies, Toxic Crusaders. The fifth Toxic Avenger is coming up. So you know, we still have those. They're not going to burn them, uh, hopefully. So I, I think the remake will be good. And if, if, and if they actually shoot, by the way, at Cannes Film Festival... Uh, we were there. They signed uh, Honor Schwarzenegger to play uh, a major role in the movie called uh, Floyd Kaufman. So he plays the ex, ex a character called the X Terminator, a uh, former black water uh, special uh, Iraq uh, goon who has become an insect uh, fighter against insects. But I have not read the script, but let's hope for the best. I'm pretty confident it'll be all right. Yeah, how bad could it be? No, Stephen Pink's good. He's good. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Sounds like it'd be great. You don't have any questions? No. I, you're yeah. the biggest horror fan I, I know. Don't be looking I, I, your this face. is all you, dude. <laughs> this yeah. is all you. Trouble is more than horror. How dare you pigeonhole Mark, Mr. I'm Kaufman? Sorry. You slob. Um, yeah. <laughs> titties, man. Titties. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. thought that would have been. Well, let me say, depressing? Uh, by the way, we don't use those kind of uh, words, uh, trauma, because we are politically correct. Uh, women are not called women because it has the word man in it, and that's very bad. And uh, also, girl, you don't use girl. We say gyno American. Gyno American. <laughs> so, if, for example, you're in uh, England, uh, it would be gyno Brit. And it's always interesting the way these guys, they try to dismiss trauma for uh, titties. That's all this guy can think about. And, What's wrong with and, that? <laughs> and um, we've had plenty of penises in our movies, too, so remember that. Also, I. I don't think we'd be going into our 40th year, and I don't think I would have been putting uh, three children through Yale, Columbia, and uh, Duke University at full, at full uh, rate, and also 13 years of high school at full rate, uh, were we not uh, having some impact on the cultural landscape. Quentin Tarantino, Peter Jackson, uh, Takashi Miike, uh, <laughs> James Gunn, uh, Eli Roth, uh, I could bore you for a long time with a lot of mainstream directors who either worked for us or uh, found something rather s- sublime or, seri- or, or uh, meaningful in our movies. And uh, I think if you look at the 250 free movies, if you look at the ones that are made in-house, you will see that uh, many of the films that are in the mainstream today were um, uh, educated by uh, the Toxic Avenger or before that, if you looked at Porky's, Bob Clark came to uh, came to Troma to study squeeze play when he made Porky's. So uh, we have a pretty big uh, imprint on the cultural uh, landscape, and um, I think if it were just uh, I don't use the word titties, if it were just that, uh, you would. Uh, I think we'd be long gone because there have been people who've tried formulas, and sure. uh, the formula doesn't work. You end up with uh, uh, m- most of what you see on the big screen today, which are formulaic, unfortunately. Did you, uh, as the decades went by, did you, uh, did, did you find it depressing that that film became so much about like, like the soundtrack and the, the making money rather than? 
Like because if you had a movie, if you had a script like Porky's today, there's no, I don't think they would make it. It's too involved. The storyline yeah. is way too. And there's there's no. What's that? The shower scene, right? Yeah. By the way, the, there's no toy tie-in, nothing like that. There's a there's, there's a shower scene. There's a shower scene in uh, Volume Two of Return to Newcom High. That is a great shout out to the shower scene in Carrie. Uh, I think we may have taken it a step or two further, but it, uh, <laughs> keep an eye out for it. You will, you will especially like it if you like the, uh, if you like the bazooms. <laughs> but there's some other, there's some very interesting special effects work, and uh, it's uh, Brian De Palma has been a big influence on uh, my uh, body of work, and I think he will be very happy when he sees Volume Two of Return to Newcomb High. Excellent. Uh, we want to thank you. Yes. Want to thank Dana for being here. Thank We're going to thank you all. Yeah. Thank you all. Thank Ladies you and very gentlemen, much. Thank you. Thank and you. Thank you, Florida Supercon. And, uh, there big, you go. Big thank you to Jose over here. Has helped us all three Woo. days. Nonstop karaoke for all your karaoke needs. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Ming, for saying that Trome is hard. Hold on. We're getting a fax. <laughs> it's done. Forget it. No, it's coming back. Nope. Gone. Thank you, folks. Thanks for supporting 40 years of Troma. Troma and Supercon. Comic book men, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.